MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna Louise, Veronica Ciccone. Welcome back, everybody, to part two of our interview with Christopher Childers from Madonna's Girly Show Tour. If you haven't yet listened to part one, hit pause on this episode, go listen to that, and then come back and listen to this one. But for those of you who have heard last week's episode, we pick up right where we left off. Enjoy. I'm sure you heard about our incident when we flew from Puerto Rico to Buenos Aires when the plane hit that. Um, it's like an air pocket thing. Um, no, why did no, no one please, tell no. us this? Yeah, oh seriously. my God. Well, you're going to hear it from me. The, okay. the world's first fear of flyer. That's me. I've always uh, had a fear of crashing and dying in a plane. That's just been wait, my... Wait, so set the scene. So you've, oh, ju- you've just toured in Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico and you're so flying to where? We're going from Puerto Rico to Buenos Aires. And we're going over the Andes Mountains, which is like where that soccer team. Cra- I mean, we're yes, way yeah. Uh, in there a was line. a movie made where about they, that. So yes, you, were, you almost you <laughs> almost had to eat each other in order to survive. Well, let me just tell you. So we were in a DC eight, which you know, uh, my father was a pilot, so I know a ton about planes. Um, the DC eight was you know from the sixties. It was an older plane, but it was refurbished for MGM Grand Air. Um, mm-hmm. But the older planes had to. Uh, they couldn't go to a high altitude until they had, you know, burned off X amount of fuel. And this was Uh a really long flight. So we were over, we were literally like, it was completely calm. Um, We were without seatbelts, which we often did because we were up and running around. Like the the center part of the plane, you could make into beds. Um, The back, you know, of course, hers was in the front, kind of the first class area. Um, And we were all just hanging out. It was completely still. And the plane just started kind of, Oh, no. bouncing a little bit but and then it started getting really hard <laughs> then we dropped i don't know how many feet we dropped down and the plane listed to the side oh no oh this yeah is giving me, this is it giving was, me anxiety and it was so it. loud you guys like i can't even describe it sounded like the wings were coming off. Like mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God, like the headlines, like I saw the paper, Madonna and you know, I saw all of it. Um, <laughs> oh Pop icon Madonna. This is crazy because the flight attendant sliced her knee open. She was in the bathroom. She flipped upside down. She's been oh, like God. a flight attendant. She had said for like 40 years, she was a older lady. And, she and this was probably she, her last flight. Yeah, seriously, she, she said, retired right after that flight. She never experienced anything like that. Bob and Earl in the back, one of them almost put uh, a hole in the luggage bin with his head. It was such severe turbulence. And then I just remember uh, Carlton coming in and he goes, are you okay? Because I was in that center section. And I just said, no. And I started crying. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Yeah, it was really horrifying. It was so severe. And then the funniest thing is when we landed, Donna just goes, that's bizarre. That was so bizarre. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> bizarre? Oh, my God. I nice think word was, to Madonna. Yeah. I was like, really? Oh. Um, and she did fly Qantas on the next long leg. I will say we were stuck <laughs> in the plane. She was like, and we're done with that airline. Yeah, <laughs> she, she took Qantas for that uh, Australian part. <laughs> But yeah, it was scary, guys. It was horrifying. Oh, Terrible. God. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, um, past Madonna, uh, 
how did working with her evolve your dancing? Obviously, you're teaching dance now. Did do you learn lessons dancing with her that from that experience that you've sort of carried on to other jobs? Absolutely. I mean, without question, the sort of preparation and intention of everything that she does that sticks with you. If you're a creative person, um, it has to be authentic. You have to come from the right place. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and what we were doing, even beast within, she had showed us this really intense, dark, it was a dance company from Japan. God, what is their name? I can't think of it right now. Buto. I forget. Oh yeah. 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 And it, you know, she wanted, she was very, you know, visual, like I'm going to show you what I want you to do, or let's research this video or let's go to boxing school, Mm -hmm. um, or whatever it was. And I just, that way of working just blew my mind about her. Cause you know, you know, she's this legend and stuff, but she's Mm -hmm. got her, you know, she's in the front with the director stick and everything has to be legit. So that's, you know, I think when I work on a project, I want it to feel like that. I want it. I want the the people in it to feel like they've had time to sort of, you know, analyze what we're doing, have a big discussion about it, do research or whatever. Um, No one I met has really worked like that. And it Mm. just, it stuck, it stuck with me, you know? Good. And have you been able to see Madonna since you were on tour with her? Not since, um, no, I, well, on stage, I went and saw um, Sticky and Sweet, um, Uh And what year was that? 2008? Uh, yeah, I think around Yeah, there. yeah. Mm-hmm. in San Diego, I think, um, which was great. But after she was gone, um, and that was kind of the last time live, I'm really upset I didn't get off my ass and go see Rebel Heart because when I saw it come out on HBO, was it HBO? Showtime. 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 <laughs> I just thought that show looked, it was, <clears throat> you know, the editing was so amazing, but I was like, I really wanted to see it live. Um, oh yeah, I mean it was a it was a production like that God. was a beast of a show. I don't even know how you tour something like that. It's I don't like, either. That the amount of trucks and, the... and and production. So you didn't get to see Madame X? No, not yet. I'm waiting for my friend Karen. <laughs> she's a really good child, like childhood friend. I've known her forever, and she's a dancer as well. And she's out of the country, and she said you can't watch um, <laughs> the new one until I'm back because we both saw <laughs> Blonde Ambition together. She's a huge fan too. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting, but I've heard it's it's fantastic and very mm-hmm. different. What did you yeah. guys What did you guys think of it? I mean, we saw it multiple times uh, when she was in Brooklyn. I saw it twice in Philly, and yeah, it was one of those shows where I'm so happy that I got to see it a couple times from a different couple different vantage points because there was so much to sort of take in, and it was great to mm-hmm. see her in this. I mean, obviously, you know, it's great when you get to see her in close proximity to yourself you know and, and to see her in this smaller venue doing such a it was such a artistic show very Gosh. theatrical very broadway yeah wait. that's that's what i think too i mean i think it's any died in the womb madonna fan is gonna love seeing her in an intimate atmosphere and get to hear her sing and get to hear her you know mm-hmm. speak to the audience without the distraction of uh you know cell phones and screens um right. yeah but i mean it was just like when you're in that moment in Madame X, it's 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 magical, you know. God, amazing. Well, I can't Tony wait. would cry. Tony cried. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I did, and sometimes I <laughs> just screamed out loud. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's you know that impact that she brings to people. That you know, it's I've seen so many shows and tours and stuff, but there's just an element there that she has with her shows that's just otherworldly. It's like a Cirque du Soleil experience 
or something. Oh. She is the queen of what she does. I mean, it's just, you can't deny that. They're the well, best. Funny you bring up Cirque du Soleil. That was exactly where I was going to go <laughs> next. Uh, how did you get involved with Cirque du Soleil? I mean, obviously if you were doing some pole dancing for girly shows, <laughs> it was yeah. sort of in your repertoire already. I was a shoe in. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's see. I had auditioned uh, for them. My, I had my house in Vegas and my friend Kim was a dancer in Mystere, the show in Las Vegas, uh, the Cirque show. And she said, they need the, the, the red bird, the, the principal characters leaving. And I think you should audition. And I said, great. What, you know, and at that time they were very organic. They were just like, send a video and, you know, say something weird and do a little dance or whatever. So she came <laughs> over to my house and I just, I did some tricks around the pool and introduced myself. And I don't know, it's a, I don't know couple of weird little things and <laughs> sent the vi- sent the tape off to them and I never heard from them and I was uh performing I was in the Folie Bergere at the time um I was in that show as a chorus kid when I was 18 and then this next time I was uh the principal uh doing the lead adagio and I got the call backstage on the phone they're like we want to offer you a contract it was like nine months after I had sent my huh. uh video in um and so I got that show and I ended up working in, in, in Cirque and it was fantastic. It was brutal on my body. Holy cow. I kind of wanted to retire then because I had just, you know, I had my company and I was doing shows and I was like, God, do I really want to sign this contract? I think I was just turning 32 um, and I just wasn't sure. And it, it, it's, it was brutal on the body, but I'm grateful I did because I ended up becoming, you know, the dance coach and then kind of mm-hmm. behind the scenes. And that was mm-hmm. just incredible. Was it harder on your body than dancing for Madonna? Yeah, only because it was 10 shows a week, like every week. Oh, wow. So you were just, con- you know. That's exhausted. Exhausted. Like, wrecked. You probably I mean, were able to eat whatever you wanted at that point. That, like, you, you just burned calories. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. It was, um, you know, that kind of show. It's just, yeah, and they're an hour and a half. And you're just, you know, two times a night, 10 times a week, it just kicks your ass. Like even the days off, I'd be like, God, I feel 65. I'd get up. All the dancers, <laughs> though, we found out, like all the dancers uh, were all getting like, you know, everybody was ballet trained, but they're like, my hips are changing. And the stage was uh, steel. We found out later with a tiny little piece of foam over the top. It was for the oh. acrobats. Mm-hmm. I know. So the dance, we were all just wrecked running around like, holy why is my back killing me? Right. Um, no wonder. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it was a great experience. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. I want to hear about your work in the Vegas incarnation of Foley Berger. Um, you know, I, when I was a kid, my parents took us to a lot of very inappropriate, age inappropriate shows. Um, like I did go see the Foley Berger and the crazy horse and all that stuff. And, you know, it was tasteful, it was cute, but, you know, there was tits and ass everywhere. So <laughs> what was it like to do Foley Berger in Vegas? Did people get it? And um, was it anything like Showgirls, the movie? You know, I mean, I've, I've always been curious about, you know, when they bring these uh, Parisian shows to Vegas and what, what people are getting out of it, you know? That is such a good question. It's funny because, of course, you know, I did Showgirls with Carrie Ann and that group mm-hmm. were all on that, too. Um, that film was not anything like anything that ever, <laughs> it's not like ever anything happened. that's ever happened in ever. World. Like I was like, I think it was so funny because I was one of the only dancers that had done like a production show, a, uh-huh. a Vegas show. And most of the other dancers were, you know, LA dancers. So they weren't, you know, they hadn't done the Vegas thing. And I just kept walking around going, what the hell is this? Like, 
<laughs> what is happening with the ice and the, uh-huh. the one girl doing coke? You want to bump? Like, I'm like, what is happening right now? Um, no. So in real life, you know, the cool thing about the Follies was that the showgirls were kind of, they didn't dance. They kind of just did step touch and they were super tall. Yeah. Um, but they all had their nose in books between shows. I mean, super boring. Most of them were going to school. Um, you know, a couple of them had families, you know, things like that. They weren't, you know, we did go out and have fun and party. I mean, that was their two, but it was kind of more about, you know, learning discipline about how to punch mm-hmm. in and how to be consistent and, you know, I don't know, just being respectful to each other in a work situation. Um, and I feel lucky for that, uh, that education really young in life. Cause it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, the, the shows are gone now, mm-hmm. obviously the topless shows, especially, but, um, no, I thought it was really looking back. I, I think at the time you just accept that, oh yeah, I work with naked girls, but it is very weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now when you look back, you're like, they're just walking around with their tops off. It's just very bizarre. Well, they've replaced the naked girls, the topless girls with the topless men in Magic Mike Live. So now, now we just have naked men. <laughs> well, no, Christopher, I wanted to ask you, since, you know, you, you have worked in Vegas and you know the scene there pretty well. Do you think there will be a resurgence of the topless showgirl review? Because I mean, this is something that started with Vegas, you know, right. since the beginning. Well, I hope so. I really think, you know, it is an iconic thing. Um, I loved I love the, the Follies girls because they just, like I said, they were just elegant, you know, tall. They walked. They had those really heavy capes on. They mm-hmm. have to hold their arms out, <laughs> which I put one on. I was like, holy shit. Like your shoulders <laughs> were burning, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and the high heels and the headdress and stuff. And um, I just think that art form is really beautiful. And I think yeah. uh, it would be a bummer to not bring that back and do it the right way. You know, mm-hmm. I, there's that fine line between strippery because I've seen a yeah. few – newer shows where they bring the girls out and they look like they're doing a strip show mm-hmm. and the showgirl, the showgirl show, they should be really elegant and they don't do a lot of dance. You know, they don't, they yeah. just look, you know, um, I would love to see that happen. That's, that's kind of I, the theme of my, the next film I'm going to do. Oh, amazing. Yeah. No, oh, I, that's would love right. to see, I, I would love to see that go back to the strip, but I think in the meantime for the next few years we're going to have the resurgence of the showgirl as the drag queen right i mean i think that's what's happening right now which is amazing and i have to say yeah. I, you know though i love those those girls they you know and uh, americans are learning about this culture which we've all known about forever mm-hmm. and it's important i think it's so good that, that this is you know becoming norm for people that mm-hmm. they yeah. see this you know because they're just fucking incredible i love the drag queens I yeah, that. I mean, when I found out that RuPaul's Drag Race was doing a show in the big room at the Flamingo, I was like, of course they are. That's amazing, right. you know? Yeah. As they and should my, be. Yeah, my friend Gigi, uh, who was our company manager at Larev at the Win, is the company manager there. So I'm going mm-hmm. I'm going there and I'm going to go see the show. I can't wait. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, tell us about – so we're jumping ahead. We'll come back to some a couple of things. But tell us about your film that you're uh, – you're putting together because you mentioned showgirls and uh, what's, what's it, what can you tell us about the film? Well, it's kind of, it's funny. You had said like, do you think that the showgirl will come back? I mean, part of the, the main issue was the money involved. I think, you know, a show like Jubilee was like 10 million in 1981, which was, wow. like, Oh yeah, that's a ton of money. So they, yeah. the casinos were like bleeding money for these shows. So when I had done my short film, uh, carnival of wonders, I, thought, God, this is such a beautiful way to 
tell a story on film. I mean, people have known this for years. Like I'm, you know, I'm new to it. So my thought is to kind of show that classic showgirl um, in a film because it, it'll be way, way less expensive. Mm-hmm. And we can tell the story that we want to tell. It's sort of a, a glimpse into the future, but with retro, a retro look, specifically mm-hmm. going to the kind of the 80s, the mid 80s. Um, and hopefully we're going to have a, a, a 80s band, uh, a, a very popular 80s band, do some of the music for us. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, it's interesting. We're I'm working with an amazing lady who's the producer who um, she works for Super Bowl and uh, she just finished a really big event. So we're having our meeting coming up. Uh, she's coming here and we're going to talk about it. But the idea, like I said, is to sort of reintroduce the showgirl and film it so that you can see it the way mm-hmm. that it used to look and give it a real authentic look instead of having to spend you know, millions and millions for a live onstage uh, production. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm excited well, to see that. You should yeah, get Cassandra Peterson involved. She's a famous Vegas showgirl. Wait, Cassandra Peterson? Elvira. Elvira. Yeah. <laughs> so Jerry, this is crazy. Jerry Jackson, who's the director of the Fall of Vegas, is one of, they're like best friends. So she mm-hmm. came to the opening of, I think the 1996, they had done a revamp. And I went there and we sat in the booth and she was hysterical because one of the other showgirls who was retired was drunk and falling down. And she kept going, oh, my God, let's get out of here. She's following (laughs) the funniest woman ever on the planet and just such a such a sweetheart. That was a cool cool. little. I met Cassandra Peterson when she did Elvira's Haunted Hills. And my friend and I were so excited to meet her at the after show. And she was just as Cassandra Peterson, not as Elvira. And I was so annoyed because I was like, I wanted to meet Elvira. (laughs) Where's Elvira? Right. Oh my gosh. So good. Um, Speaking of, um, so more film work, you, um, your work with Cirque du Soleil helped you land a gig working with Sam Raimi for the very first Spider-Man movie. And that was the Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. Yes. That's it. That's it. That was, that was a great, that was a great job. So tell us what was your process for developing the, because you were responsible for developing Spider-Man's wall climbing and web slinging, I believe. Yes. You got it. That's it. So what, 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 what were they telling you to do? Like, here's what we, here's what we want Spider-Man to do. And you were like, I think he needs to do this. (laughs) He's got to do it like this. Well, they, they, Sam and uh, Ian Bryce, the producer had approached Cirque du Soleil officially to ask them if they would help create this movement because they had no idea how, you know, they had storyboarded it, but they thought Cirque would be the perfect, you know, solution to kind of come in and figure it out. So I was in that meeting. I had just moved from being in the show to the dance coach for, uh, for Cirque du Soleil. And I, the publicist invited me to this meeting and she said, you know, we're not going to, we're not Cirque is turning you guys down, but, Chris, Chris loves Spider-Man. He's a great dancer. Maybe you can talk to him. That's really how it happened. And I ended up sort of just talking to them at the table and they said, would you be interested in coming to LA for your, you know, during the next two days off, which I think were, I don't know, Tuesday, Wednesday, some random day of the week and just try some stuff on camera. So that's really how it started. Mm. And I, I went and he really liked what I did. He was, of course, you know, do the, you know, right. Spidey. And I have these weird joints anyway, so I'm super weird and bendy. bendy. Yeah. And, um, and it turned into be a year and a half. I worked on that, which wow. was just wow. amazing. Yeah. It was such a great job that literally happened at this table meeting. I couldn't believe it. It was so fun. I did have to hang, you know, he was very specific about that first 
when he when he first touches the brick for the wall climb. Yes. And we worked on that forever. And he was just like, you know, give me that hand and do it again. And I was hanging in a harness and the brick, you know, the bricks were down on the floor. So I was actually, you know, hanging facing down close to the floor. Like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Exactly. Like sort of floating over the floor. That's exactly it. And they would flip it this way. Um, but it was hard because, you know, you have to hold your legs apart because <laughs> you're hanging and I'm like, Oh shit, I, I want to drop my legs. Um, but it was amazing because he was just super specific about that. So we kind of, you know, went step by step and did all this stuff. And, um, and then for the web slinging through the city, I was in a harness, like in the middle of this, it was like a pole thing. And I was kind of in the middle of it. And I would just do that action back and forth, mm. shoot and recover and shoot and recover and shoot and recover. So when I didn't actually end up working on when they started shooting, he brought in a stunt team. It's kind of a long story. But then when Toby's stunt, the guy that doubles for him, actually started to do it, he didn't like him. So they flew me back to coach uh, Toby's double. So he oh, could wow. do <laughs> he could do this, you know, the right way. Um, yeah, was I was a, wondering was if you great. got a chance to work with Toby Maguire at all. I mean, cause I, I met him very briefly through I think his stunt guy was Mark Wagner who strangely was in a Cirque show in Vegas before he be- started to do stunts. It's, it's all that. Small world, yeah, it's that, crazy. It's small, small um, world. And it was just a really high buy, but he was just a super sweetheart. I think, I don't, I think the Spider-Man suit got stolen. Do you guys remember that? Like in the press, like yeah. right before. I think I do. Yeah. That was like right at that moment too. And I was trying to coach this guy and I, it was just this whole big weird thing. But um, that was a great job. I'm very, very lucky to, to get that one. <laughs> Well, hey, any anytime you're on a Hollywood lot or in, in Hollywood environment, it's just fun. It feels, you know, it's like it's this heightened reality. So that's exactly it. I know, and you know, you feel so VIP. They were treating me like so <laughs> amazing. Like oh, Chris is here. This is amazing. <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah, they were just like Chris is here, and you know, make sure I, they they were very very nice to work with. Well, I want to dial it back a few years before that. Uh, tell us about how Paul Abdul discovered you and what your experience has been um, knowing her and working with her. Uh, what does she mean to you as a dancer? She, uh, she, I adore that girl. She um, was in Lake Tahoe. I was dancing uh, in a show at Harvey's Lake Tahoe. Um, you know, the shows were the vegas lounge kind of shows that mm-hmm. they had in Tahoe, same in Vegas. Uh, and I, Hadn't moved to LA yet. I was still, you know, kind of in the Bay Area and went to Tahoe. And she was up there doing a video for um, a trio, a group that didn't do very well. But this particular video, she was there (laughs) choreographing. And she came to see the show with Aurora, who's a very close friend of mine, who is also a friend of Paula's. And she waited for me after the show. And she said, oh, my God, I really... You know, she was super, she couldn't believe how high my kicks could go. (laughs) She was like, I've never seen a guy with that kind of kick. It's amazing. Um, And she said, would you ever think about coming to L.A.? So she was a choreographer at the time for the Laker Girls. And she was just starting to work on Tracy Ullman, her very first series. Mm -hmm. Um, And she said, I'd love to use you for a commercial. Would you consider coming out? And I said, well, I I guess so. I didn't really want to move to L.A. I, I was happy, but I knew the opportunity would be really good. And I flew in. Again, on my day off, and I did a Michelob Light commercial for her, um, which was just amazing and fantastic. She was super nice. And the commercial, I made the edit, and I was in this commercial on principal salary, so I started making all this money. I'm like, God, this is Gotta great. love like, residuals. It's insane. So, um, yeah, and then 
two months later, I was on a plane. I gave my notice at the show, and I moved to L.A., and I started working on Tracy Ullman's show with Paula. I did 11 episodes because she loved dance, and there was tons of dancing in that show. Um, but I always remember Paula as being super generous with her spirit and her heart and just believing in other dancers. I think Luca actually has a similar story with Paula, mm-hmm. if memory serves. Um, but just her palpable excitement for, you know, talent and helping you with your career. I mean, that's a huge, that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So to be able to go to LA with that job, working on Tracy Ullman, then of course, you know, another commercial and then that turns into a movie. And then, you, you know, she really was responsible for getting me there. And I just, I will always owe her a huge amount of debt for that. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're working with, you know, to name a few, Michael Jackson, Gregory Hines, Whitney Houston. What were some of those experiences like for you? Unbelievable. That girl, Whitney, that voice in the, uh, I just, we would, we'd be in rehearsal and I just couldn't believe I was in that room with that voice. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so analytical and weird too. I'm like, fuck, like this is amazing. And I would blow <laughs> the choreography because I just was like, you know, and then between the numbers that we did, she would do full concerts with her band. And she was just, that voice was just spectacular. That was mm-hmm. amazing. Um, of course, MJ was great too. It was um, dangerous when he did that first uh, dangerous. We did it on the American Music Awards live. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible artist, just very intense, but amazing vision, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like Madonna, like he just, we'd rehearsed, I think, probably a week and then he came in and watched and then he kind of went into the, the number. But he knew exactly what everybody was doing and was giving like tips to the choreographer to change things. And wow, it was epic. It was great. So I want to ask about your costume shop. Tell us about your costume shop, because apparently you're 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 hoarding some costumes from Girly Show. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Well, you know, she gave us she gave us everything that we wore except for the um, justified. Damn it, they right. got donated. They were donated, hmm. um, but we got to keep our shoes, which is still cool. Um, yeah, we kept we kept all the costumes. That that wasn't the reason for opening the shop because I had had my company and done so many. Um, shows over the years in different, you know, in Guam and Japan and different um, one-offs and things for like McAfee computers. My sister also is a, she's a costumer. Um, We had this storage of costumes that was just ridiculous. It started getting bigger. And she's like, we need a bigger unit. You know, Mm -hmm. this is over like the course of like, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Um, And then she um, moved she was on the West coast where I am. And then she decided she wanted to move to Florida. That's where my brother is. And that's, you know, uh, where she wanted to be. And she said, I, I just take them, do whatever you want with them. So I had this storage bin that was in my garage. It was in the downstairs of my home and it was just ridiculous. And I thought, you know, what about opening a costume shop? So it was really just kind of that sort of idea of, you know, wanting to try something new, um, I will say it's an insane amount. People come in and they're like, this is insane. <laughs> it's a lot. I have a ton of stuff in there. Um, and of course, the Madonna costumes that, that I wore are there. I regret I sold my trench coat a couple of years back. <laughs> oh, I wish I had it. I really oh do. I God. love that trench coat. I know. How could you? I know. <laughs> Total traitor. Now I'm just like, oh, I wish I had it back. Yeah. But. Well, you have the memories and, you know, I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. there's the yeah. video of it. Well, so also speaking of girly show, I think there was, we, we didn't cover off a very big topic about you and your involvement in girly show. Was there a little 
romance involved? <laughs> well, I mean, I, your... I wanted to ask, you know, did you forge any special relationships with the fellow dancers? But I guess we can throw that out the window, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I almost choked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Christopher Ciccone and I were kind of uh, hanging out. We can put it that way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we had like romantic hanging out. Yeah, we had kind of started um, during rehearsal. We didn't. We weren't. It was very casual, and of Mm. course, at the time, he had another person in his life for quite a few years, so it was very casual. There was nothing very. So it was it was canoodling, in other words. Right. Total canoodle. Exactly. What, <laughs> what, what are the What are the gays say these days? No strings attached. You know? Oh, right. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. So we, uh, I was kind of hanging out with Chris most of the the tour. I mm-hmm. mean, the nice thing too was when you know Madonna would invite him somewhere. I usually got to go. So we did have like the Gautier dinner was just the just us four. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm oh, sure some of the it, other dancers at the uh, at the Eiffel Tower. At the Eiffel Tower, I'm sure some of the other dancers were like, "I think for real, like, <laughs> goddamn him," because you know, yeah, that was just kind of the perks of of you know. But Chris wasn't—I don't know—he was very casual about it and very nice, and it just mm-hmm. it didn't feel weird. I, I mean, I I guess it is a little weird. Well, hey, I mean, <laughs> if you're sequestered to only spend time with people in the tour, and they're not telling, and they're telling you, "Don't wander out by yourself," I mean. Yeah, you, know, you, you gotta have point. you gotta entertain. You know, I will say this is one of my funniest memories when we got to Sony. She came and sat on my lap and she said, "Who do you like better, my brother or me?" <laughs> uh huh. Can't you just see her doing that? Just uh-huh. hands around you. Yeah. Who do you like better? I'm just like, well, oh my of, god, girl. Of course, you said her. Of course, right. I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, she signed, she signed the paycheck. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're my boss, and he's really nice, <laughs> and um, just like talking out of my ass i don't know it was very funny (laughs) so for this show christopher was actually the director of the show correct i mean correct so he had complete hands on every aspect of the show along with madonna or would you say that madonna was deferring to him um a little bit of both i mean for sure you know i i do feel like she really let him kind of have his thing um, mm-hmm. And he was definitely a, a big, big part of that show. I mean, he was the director. Um, it is her show, though. So there's also that, you know, thing where it's it's her word <laughs> at the end. This is this is yeah. how we're going to do it. Um, a little push and pull. Exactly. But from what I could tell, the relationship is very respectful. And she, um, yeah, she deferred to him a lot, often. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of the fine art references come from him where – the dance references come from her, but it's such a good fusion, right? I thought so too. They just, you know, I mean, and we're so close together. I'm sure if there was, you know, any tension, we would have felt it. But at that particular mm-hmm. time, they had a really beautiful simpatico sort of vibe together. Mm-hmm, and yeah. we we profited from that because it was just such a great, you know, experience. I, I will say I was now that I'm a creator, I think, oh my God, I'm so glad I wasn't a choreographer or a person like working for her in that realm to be in the dancer world where you just learn and doing things was just joy because I, you know, she butted heads with a ton of people and that's gotta be such a hard thing for people that, you know, Yeah. but it's her show. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Stefan, is it, is it time for my favorite part of the show? I think it might be that time, Tony. Uh, so, Christopher, uh, Get ready. we do this with every guest on the show. It's a little segment we like to call 
the lightning round. Uh, it's quick, off the top of your head, answers wherever you're at in your Madonna journey today. Favorite Madonna song? Holiday. Favorite Madonna music video? Mm, that's a hard one. Express yourself. Favorite Madonna tour? And yes, it can be the one you were in. <laughs> it, it just is. <laughs> it has to be. I was yeah. in it. It's so amazing. It's the best. It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite Madonna movie? Oh, Evita. Mm. And favorite Madonna look? And this can be either from a photo shoot, an album, a music video, in person. That's a tough one. She looked so beautiful in Girly Show with that short hair. Her skin was luminous. Um, yeah, I hate to be that guy, but she I was with her next to her. She was absolutely drop dead gorgeous mm-hmm. in, in Girly Show. That she just I think she looked beautiful. Blonde Ambition takes close second. Yeah, pony, <laughs> pony, ponytail or abs ponytail. That's the that's how I saw it. it has mm-hmm. to be the ponytail. Wow! Thank yeah. you so much, Christopher, for every every answer to every question. Um, loved hearing your take on all the, all these topics. So tell us where we can find you on social media. Oh, my Insta is at seven o two Christopher C. I've never mm-hmm. changed that. I don't know why. Um, Facebook, I'm just under my regular name. Um, I do have a fancy pants costume page on both Insta and Facebook. God, I feel like I have more stuff that I'm not thinking about. Is that everything? I forget. Well, your dance, your dance instruction. Do you have a, do you have a website? You think I would? I really don't. I, I was, um, I did have a website which needs updating. I do have one for fancy pants costume, Mm -hmm. uh, which is fancypantscostume.com. Um, which is quite cool. You can kind of see kind of a lot of stuff there, but I don't for dance, which is really lame. Someone else has asked me that too. They're like, get your shit together and get a website. (laughs) Get it together, lady. (laughs) Get it together, lady. For everyone listening, just remember you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MLVC Podcast. You can also donate to the podcast on Venmo at MLVC Podcast, as well as think about becoming a subscriber on Patreon, patreon.podbean.com forward slash MLVC Podcast. Christopher, it's been a pleasure. This was amazing. I feel the same. What a joy, boys. Thank I, I, you so I much. can't wait to come visit the costume shop. Next get up time I here. Get, come next visit. Time I get, next time I get West, <laughs> uh, I'm going to try some stuff on. Love to see you. All right, guys. Until next time, do your thing. See you guys. Thank you.